Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. But tonight I wanted to more share on two particular things. Surrender. But what I've personally experienced as being one of the opposites of surrender, and that is independence. So tonight we're going to battle it out. It's going to be independence versus surrender, the kingdom perspective. So when we say having a kingdom perspective, (coughs) excuse me, on something, it often means having a backward view of the world's perspectives. Like Pastor Sarah said this morning, it's countercultural. So in Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. See, God transformed my mindset around the idea of independence. And I'm going to share a bit about it tonight. Because independence is an interesting one. It's a word that I had looked on for so long with pride. It was something that I kind of aspired to be. A well-known catchphrase, obviously, in our society this day is, I'm going to be a strong, independent woman. Like most things, though, we struggle with. This desire was established in my life from a very young age uh, when my mother died, and many of you know my story and my testimony. But the years following her death... I decided that I needed to be strong and I needed to be independent. And it came from good intention, good intentions. But over the years, it kind of tipped over and became like this worldly type of independence that ultimately it stopped me from experiencing the goodness and the fullness of a life surrendered to Jesus. So what better place? to start to get a good example of a worldly concept of independence than the English Dictionary. So we're going to put up the Cambridge English Dictionary defines independence as the ability to live your life without being helped or influenced by other people. The Collins English Dictionary says independence Someone's independence is the fact that they do not rely on other people. And also up there, I've got some words that comes up in the dictionary as similar. I'm not going to say the word synonyms. So the of independence are self, self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and self-sustenance. Interesting. Hmm. So that being an overview of independence, let's look at the kingdom independent. Oh, let's look at the kingdom perspective as surrender. But I think before we do, let's pray. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Father, we love you and we love being in your house. We're so blessed to call this place home. Thank you that you are here and you are already working and doing amazing things in our hearts. We set our affections on you, our thoughts on you, our hearts, our eyes, our ears on you tonight, Father. Speak to us through your word and through the gift of your Holy Spirit. We give you our time tonight. 
In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So this month's theme, Full Surrender December. Pastor Mark, he opened the series last Sunday morning with a powerful word explaining surrender from a kingdom's perspective. Surrender is not a forceful taking over of your life. It's not a weak action. But on the contrary, surrendering is one of the hardest things for us as mankind we often have to do. God has given us a free will to choose. Surrendering to him comes from a place of willingness in our hearts, a place where we put aside our own agenda, our own desires, and lay our life down at the foot of the cross and say, I want to live for you, Jesus. Surrender, it's a choice. And a heart surrendered to God, it overflows to become a life filled with purpose and a life that can impact the world for Jesus. So Pastor Sarah, she reminded us this morning about how often we think living a life for Jesus should be easy. But if we are to look into God's word, we uncover that it's full of stories of men and women that have gone before us. And through these circumstances have displayed tremendous amounts of faith and heartfelt decisions to surrender their lives to Jesus, even through those really tough times. So God took me on a journey at the beginning of the year, and uh, the only language I can really use to attempt to describe it well is that God was stripping away the independence from my heart. He helped take the thing that was actually limiting me, the thing that I thought was helping me, but was in fact squashing me and inhibiting me. It was trapping me to stay grounded in this world and it was limiting my own, to my own abilities. And my fierce independence was causing a lot of damage, and not only to myself, but to those around me. So I'm going to talk about more about that later on. But first I wanted to look um, back in, into the life of Moses, where he chose to, to surrender to God and listen and trust him. Moses' life is written in the Bible as one I read most often. His life and his leadership journey is full of ups and downs and authentic moments of vulnerability, as well as strength and complete surrender to God's plan and God's will for his life. So there's this moment in Moses' journey, just after he had uh, led the Israelites out of Egypt, where he finds himself now to what I personally describe as going all independent. Moses feels he has to lead and guide hundreds and thousands absolutely personally. So there were around 2.4 million people that followed Moses out of Egypt. We're talking about a lot, a lot of people. Thankfully, Moses' father-in-law pays him a visit. And we're going to read together from Exodus 18, from 13 through to 19. Says this. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father in law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? 
Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will, whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and inform them of of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you, and you cannot handle it alone. Jethro, he calls out Moses' unhealthy independence. Moses has good motives, like most of us, but he is going about it alone. Jethro, he recognizes Moses is carrying too much by himself, and he steps in. He offers advice on structuring and appointing people to help. Jethro then leaves Moses with these final words in verse 23. If you do this, and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain. So Moses goes and he, and he seeks God on it, and he chooses to listen to his father-in-law and did what he suggested. Moses, he then went on and led the Israelites for another 40 years. Moses, he surrendered control over leading all of Israel. I don't believe this would have been really easy for him because he didn't really know any other way. God was really asking Moses to trust him because remember, surrendering, it's a choice. We can choose to surrender to God and to wise counsel of those he positions in and around our lives. Because when we surrender our lives to him, we uncover a better way of living, a kingdom way of living. We uncover that we don't have to do everything in our own strength, but to surrender and to rely on God's strength that flows in us and then through us. Remember, God always has your best interests at heart. And I love what Pastor Mark shared last week. He said, God doesn't want to take your gift. He wants to maximize it. God didn't take away Moses' gift of leadership. He wanted to maximize it, make it more effective to reach and impact more people. So in my own leadership journey, I um, have had to learn to release my own independence and surrender to Jesus. Um, by May this year, we're only talking a few months into the year, I was storming ahead. <laughs> the front row laughs because they know what I'm talking about. Storming ahead and I was trying to do way, way, way too much by myself and in my own strength. Unfortunately, my story didn't end up like Moses's. I hit a wall emotionally and physically and I crashed. I was encouraged to take some time to rest. But it was during that time um, I walked and I slept and I wept in his presence. And I asked him constantly, please show me what have I done wrong? Um, And he gave me this one picture. He showed me a battlefield. And I was out front. And I asked Jesus, where are you? He told me to turn around. He was behind me. 
I'd pushed my way to the front. I'd gone out on my own. I'd silently and independently tried to take on the world. In the next few days I was at church and a very close friend of mine received from God a picture and a word from me without really knowing what was going on in my world. And it was real and it was deep and it was heavy. So I'll just share a small snapshot of that word. But she saw a dagger in my side. And it was bleeding and it was out of control. And she said to me, don't panic. God has got you. And it's in our mess that God is glorified. At that moment, my uh, pastors, my friends, they gathered around me and they prayed for me and I began to feel this dagger just being slowly pulled out from my side. But not only that, the arrow in my back, the arrow in my leg, the arrow in my chest, they all started to come out in that moment. God's goodness, his love, his anointing oil of healing was running through my spirit. But at that moment, I chose to surrender to it. Because remember, it's always a choice. So I surrendered to it. What he was doing in my heart at that moment. And it was messy, and it was beautiful, and it was freedom. In Jesus' name. It was kind of a bit like a reset. What I had tried to do by myself, God was healing. And instead we were starting afresh. And we were starting side by side. Our place is with Jesus. He is our saviour. He is our protector. And with him in us and around us, we have the power and the authority and the strength to do great and amazing things. When there are areas in our life that are unsurrendered, where we find ourselves going out independently, it kind of usually ends up in a bit of a mess. We were created for relationship, amen? However, God is in our mess. Even if it was us that got ourselves in the mess in the first place. The Bible promises us that he will never leave us. And even in my failings to try and go it alone, Jesus was always behind me. He showed me he has my back through everything, just as he has your back. During that time, it was like I was saying, it's okay, Jesus, I've got this. But Jesus is gracefully and patiently possibly rolling his eyes at me and shaking his head saying, but I'm here to help Let me help. God is our good father and he has our back and always gently and patiently waiting to be invited into and along our journeys, our battles, our wins, our losses, our joys, our pains. He's up for it all. But it requires us to surrender. Remember, God is all loving. He's not all commanding. The choice to surrender, to live a life with him, it is our choice. So my intentions had been good. My heart had been to serve Jesus. But I learnt, and I am continuing to learn, that the gifts he has given 
us are used a lot more effectively when he is in control. When we give what we have back to Jesus and when we surrender our lives to him, he turns it into far more than we could have ever imagined. He can do so much more through us if we just let him. When Moses, he stood in front of that burning bush and God asked him to stand before Pharaoh and demand the release of the Israelites, do you think Moses was pumped? Excited? Thought to himself, yeah, I'm competent and capable of this. No way. Moses actually questioned God and said to him, is there not somebody else you could send? But God said, I will be with you. And so in that moment, God, uh, Moses surrendered to God and he lived a life I know he would never have dreamed of for himself. Moses is one of the Bible's greatest leaders and it was because he chose to give it all to God, to trust him and to let God in. God used Moses' simple gifts and turned them into extraordinary ones. God took Moses' weaknesses and made them strong through him. So independence, self-reliance, self-sufficiency, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Trust me. So let's put a bit of a kingdom perspective on these, shall we? Surrender. The ability to live your life being helped and influenced by God. Surrender the ability to fully rely on God, allowing him to be your sustenance and your all-sufficient father. What I have gained from surrendering to Jesus? By allowing him to transform my mind, I lived with a kingdom mindset and perspective. See, I am naturally shy. I am an introvert. I want to hide away from crowds and public speaking. But I choose instead to view who I am with kingdom eyes. By surrendering to his will for my life, I am uncovering who I am in Christ. And I tell you what, anything is possible. I've lost my two bits of paper. It's always good, eh? Freestyle. So I wanted to share a little bit about um, what God showed me. It's actually a perfect time for me to freestyle. I think God's in this, amen. I was praying about the service last night and God showed me a vision and it was very similar to mine. And I believe it's for someone here tonight. And he showed me someone and they're standing all alone. And they don't know where Jesus is. And they feel embarrassed to ask for help. And Jesus wants you to know tonight that you just simply need to turn around. That he's there. He's right behind you. And he just needs an invitation in. I've got this um, amazing four-year-old. Most of you know her. She goes by the name Willow the Pillow Chadwick. But she has this um, somewhat frustrating um, characteristic about her. And she did it again to me on Tuesday night. We had a large group of people at our house. And when she hurts herself in front of people, she chooses to run away. And so she ran away again on Tuesday night. And I have to follow her 
I have to f- listen to her crying and listen to her tears and find where she's gone. And it's normally under a bed or in a corner somewhere or behind the couch. But as a mother, my desire is, why doesn't she just run to me? I'm the one that comforts her. I'm the one that can help her. I'm the one that can heal her. We can go and find the plasters together. And just like God, He is our good, good Father. Amen. And His desire for all of us is to turn and to seek Him. Amen. So tonight, if anything's stirred in your heart, whether you're feeling like, yeah, Jesus, I kind of go out alone sometimes. I kind of feel like I have to. I kind of feel like that if I was to take away my independence, what would that leave me? God's not asking you to trust Him. He's asking you tonight to lay it all at the cross. He's asking you tonight to surrender to Him. Because I know, I know, I know deep down in my heart, a life surrendered to God is so much more than you will ever believe possible. I would not be here today. I would not be behind a pulpit with a microphone in my hand if my heart was not completely surrendered to God and to what His plans, His will, and His perfect plan for my life is. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.